BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. No look low to Yo. Yo throws it down again. Two-hand hammer for Yo. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire, America's neighborhood tire store. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are at the Childs Center in the Pacific Northwest, getting ready to face the Portland Pilots. Cougars enter tonight's game with an overall record of 14-3. They're 6-3 in the WCC after last Saturday's win over Loyola Marymount. Previously, I had said that I called the win over St. Mary's the Gavin Baxter game. Well, I'm going to take it all back because the win over the Lions was most certainly the Gavin Baxter game. 25 points, 10 rebounds, and two block shots, all in his first career start as a BYU Cougar. Let's also not forget the play of Nick Emery, who came off the bench, ended up starting the second half, actually, but had 17 points, which also included 5 of 5 from three-point range. It was a fantastic second half of basketball for BYU and a very exciting night for both of those players. Now, this week is one of those weird split weeks with games on the road and at home. Tonight's opponent, Portland, is at the bottom of the conference. They are winless in the WCC right now, 0-9. The Pilots struggle defensively. They give up nine more points per game than they score. That's certainly going to be a problem, and one reason why they haven't won won a conference game at this point. The Cougars are 19-2 all-time against Portland. BYU beat the Pilots in Provo last month, 79-56. Cougars did a really nice job of keeping the Portland guards in check, which will certainly be a key tonight as well. On the BYU side of things, tonight's player interview is with the senior captain, Luke Worthington. I caught up with Luke before the team flew to Portland. Here's our conversation. How is practice? You guys have one of those kind of split weeks where you've got the road game and the home game. How does it change prep time for this week, or does it? Um, you know, it's interesting because for a while it's been just kind of concrete that it's two on the road, two at home. But, no, I don't, I don't think it's going to change too much. It'll be nice for the wives who want to see their their guys and the boyfriends and girlfriends and, you know, everyone who's wanting to see their friends over the weekend. So it'll just be nice to be able to come back home after a one-game road trip. But, um, you know, it's it's also nice that you have an added focus because it's just a one-game road trip. you got one team, one opponent you got to beat, and that's the only thing you're focusing on. So, That second half last Saturday was, was such an impressive 20 minutes of basketball. What did you guys take from that overall into this week of, of practice? It was a, you know, a team win, hard-fought win. That LMU team is actually uh, very talented, and we were able to uh, slow down their point guard who's probably their best player. Uh, I don't think he scored a point that game. Uh, did a lot of good things defensively, and then offensively things just got rolling. Everyone contributed. Um, so more than anything, it was it was a team effort. Um, some, you know, really amazing play by a couple of guys, but overall just a huge win. What is your thoughts? I mean, Nick with the 5-for-5 five five from 3, mm-hmm. and Gavin with career high in his first start. I mean, as a teammate, how fun was that to, to see that from, a, from such a young guy? Yeah, it's so awesome. I mean, these these become your brothers over the season, so their success is just so exciting for the team, um, especially when it helps to contribute to a win. <laughs> it's one thing if they have a performance and you walk away with a loss, but you know, and when we have success as a team and then see those guys uh, just go off like that, it's it's huge for us, huge for them, um, you know, for all their friends and family as well. Well, I mean, up from a confidence standpoint, Coach Rose was even saying, you know, this is 
that was the first time we kind of won a game like that. Mm-hmm. You know, TJ and, and Yoli, who didn't have the scoring numbers that they're used to having, but everybody else stepped up. I mean, that from a confidence perspective, that's got to be a huge boost. Yeah. I mean, knowing that, it, it, it kind of gives you all these different weapons. You know, you, you realize that there are multiple um, people that you have that can score the basketball, and um, we've known that all year, but fortunately it showed against LMU, and you know, what we're hoping is that going down the stretch, we can have those same contributions from the bench and then have those normal um, scoring averages from, from our big-time players like you mentioned, TJ Ioli. So. Portland's a team that you've already faced, you've already beaten. They're a very guard-oriented team. What do you remember from the first game uh, when you beat them here that you take into uh, the next matchup in Portland? I think I remember the pace of the game, but then again, it changes when you go, go to their place. They play a lot faster at home. Um, so it'll be a little bit different Portland team, but just like you said, it's a guard oriented team. So you got to really hone in on those guys, um, try and hold them down and, and force them to do something else that they're not comfortable doing. They are a team that historically BYU's had a lot of success against. Do you guys have that in the back of your mind at all? That different teams are better matchups for you, or do you not even worry about that? It's true that there can be better matchups, but again, um, because it's historic, because we're historically better, doesn't mean that necessarily it's always going to be that way with every team you play. Um, teams change so much, coaching staffs, players, so you just have to go into everyone prepared, ready for a battle. Um, I know that in my time here, we've had some real battles up there at Portland, gone into overtime a couple of times, and um, so it'll be it'll be an exciting game, and hopefully we can, you know, get out to a great start and keep them down. I would imagine you guys really like to play at Portland, maybe with the exception of, of Spokane and Moraga. Portland, I, I would imagine, is is usually the majority of people in the stands are BYU fans. Is that is that about right? There's a ton of BYU fans up there. I don't know what it is. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know where they're all coming from, but they come out of the woodworks for the Portland game. I feel like every year it's you know at least fifty fifty, if not even more so in the BYU favor. So it's really fun to get to play in front of all those people, and they're appreciative and um, seeing them after the game and signing things and just getting to say say hello to all those fans is awesome. I know that it's, it's not something new, and, and you've been asked about it, and you've experienced it for years, but the support you guys get on the road, wherever you go, not just in conference, you can go across the country, and there will be BYU fans that will show up. What a great opportunity to play here at BYU and have that type of fan support. It's awesome. I think it's unparalleled. Um, at, at a lot of universities, you know, to not only have the amazing home crowd that you do, but again, just that national presence and, and fans all over who are willing to come out and support. It's it's fun to play in front of them, and um, you know, they they definitely help to contribute to our success on the road. All right, last thing, Luke. Number one thing for you guys against Portland to get the win will be what? It's going to come down to how we play, how we execute. Um, I think going into this game, um, this is a team that's hungry. They've you know, not had too much success in conference at all. Um, so coming into this, they're on their home floor and they're going to want this more than anything. So they're going to come out swinging. Um, but if we have a great start and play aggressively, then I have no doubt that we'll have a great game. Take a win. Thanks, Luke. Good luck in Portland. Thanks. Appreciate it. Appreciate Luke Worthington taking a few minutes before the team went up to Portland. He's always great to talk to. Always like talking with Luke. Before we get to break, a little bit of breaking news, if you will. Uh, In regards to the starting lineup, Greg Grubel uh, just tweeting out uh, a few moments ago after speaking with Dave Rose. And by the way, you will hear the interview with Dave Rose in its entirety coming up in about a half an hour. Uh, But Nick Emery is going to be put into the starting five. Uh, This was something that I wondered if it was 
being discussed. Uh, certainly, there's obviously a case that can be made for having Nick in that performance coming off the bench and being able to be that kind of a spark. Uh, but Coach Rose is going to start Nick Emery tonight, uh, first time this year. Obviously, he will start uh, with Gavin Baxter as well, who's still in the starting lineup. Uh, besides those two, TJ Hawes, uh, McKay Cannon and Yoli Childs will be BYU's starting five. The uh, The quote from Coach Rose in uh, Greg's tweet says, Right now I think that his confidence is really good. He played great the other night, gave us the energy that we really needed, and showed some real leadership qualities. I want to see how it translates in the next game. So uh, congratulations to Nick Emery back in the starting lineup tonight. Excited to see how that works for BYU tonight. We'll, uh, we'll discuss that coming up on the other side. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America credit Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Coming up next, as I mentioned, we're going to head to the Child Center for our courtside conversation. Tonight, Terry Nashif on the call in for Mark Durant. We'll talk with Terry and we'll ask him about Nick Emery in the starting lineup. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Discount Tire and it rolls on next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire. Jason Shepard with you. It's time to head up to the Child Center in Portland, Oregon. Time for our courtside conversation with Terry Nashif. Terry on the broadcast tonight, joining us once again in place of Mark Durant. Terry, good evening. Back at your old stomping grounds, right? Shep, how are you? We're yes, doing good. It's great to be great to be back in uh, the Northwest. You know, I I had never been to Portland before until um, not this previous season, but the season before's uh, women's soccer, BYU women's soccer, and I got to go up there. Very cool city for those who were in that position like me at one point who've never been to Portland. What's the one thing you have to do or see if you're in that area? I think the first thing is you need to come in July or August because there's a <laughs> chance it'll be sunny. And then you'll have the greenery from all the rain throughout the year. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is go run down on the waterfront. There's a bunch of bridges that cross, and you can actually run across the bridges, and uh, it's just gorgeous. So Very cool. An outdoor run. An outdoor run in the Pacific Northwest in the months where you may possibly see some sunshine. Absolutely. July or August, you've got a chance. There we go. There we go. We all loved the idea of Gavin Baxter starting, but I don't know if anybody expected 25-10. and 10. This guy is turning into a major weapon, isn't he? Well, everything changes when you start. There's a different pressure they announced you before, and the way that Gavin handled it, I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Uh, in stride, he's playing so uh, confidently right now, and it's really great to see. It's great for this team. It's great for him, and uh, the, the results have been spectacular. Well, and I don't know if anybody's going to expect 25-10 and 10 from Gavin every night or for, for you know, that situation with with Nick Emery where he was five for five from three and we'll get to Nick in a second because as we mentioned in the previous segment he's going to get the start tonight but I think what it shows is what's possible for this team when the other guys play well well what this team needs is what Gavin can bring they need someone where if help comes and Tej and Yo are making it so help is always coming that someone can make them pay and uh, if you're going to come on Yo with a big Gavin's going to be there and if it's close, he's collecting and finishing. He's making his free throws lately. 
And uh, the same thing with TJ. As they come and help early, he can flip that thing up there, and Gavin's finishing, and it really helps this team out because they've been able to force help. It's really hard to do uh, in college basketball. It gets someone to, to always be in help, and this team has done that, and now Gavin's helping uh, uh, the defenses are paying because of it. Nick Emery's going to get the start tonight alongside Gavin, obviously. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on what this could do for the starting five and maybe this for BYU early in this game. I was reading the quote that Greg tweeted out from Coach Rose talking about how he really liked the energy that Nick brought in that coming off the bench, and he wants to see how that translates to the beginning of the game. That second half start, that group looked great, and confidence is such an important part of basketball, and Nick has it right now, and I think having him in the starting lineup will uh, further his progression this year where we can see Nick um, from a few years ago. And we saw that the other night. Obviously, 5 for 5 is tremendous. Yeah. And he played great. He's got energy. And then, it, again, it, it punishes team for uh, coming on Yoli and coming up on TJ. And you've got another score that can really light it up. And now they're wondering what do we do defensively uh, to stop these teams. Now, when you, you mentioned his ability to score, he's, he's got a lot of things, speaking of Nick, that he can do well. When he's on the floor, what's his biggest weapon, do you think? I think it's hitting his outside shot and playing on attack. Defenses are changing so quickly. They're guarding Yoli differently on every possession. And Nick isn't concerned with how the defenses are playing. He has an attacking mindset, and he's aggressive. And Gavin did the same thing. And so that changed the game against LMU. LMU was changing up defenses and junking up the game, and it was causing BYU to be a little bit stagnant. And those kids came in, and they were just on attack. And uh, LMU didn't have an answer for him. You know, to your point in terms of, of how the opposition is going to handle this defensively, and I mean, Yoli has dealt with double teams the entire season. And even if for, for a second somebody is questioning whether or not they should double him or not, that's going to give him time to make a decision and, and can really take advantage of that. I, I'm excited to see what Yoli can do tonight if, if indeed the defense does have to pay more attention to these other players. I mentioned this before, but Coach Dutcher changed everything for BYU when they went down to San Diego State, and he came on every possession. They hadn't seen it. Yoli was, had 31 in every game, it seemed like, before that with one-on-one -on -one coverage. And uh, BYU is starting to attack where now defenses aren't sure if they should bring the double or not. The Zags stopped bringing it in the second half, and Yoli was able to score points. And what happens is if Yo's patient and the spacing on the floor and then guys will make shots, uh, teams will be punished for bringing that second defender. Now they've got to decide to just bring one and uh, give up two-pointers instead of three-pointers, and then Yoli can go go to work in that scenario. Talking with Terry Nashif. He's on the broadcast tonight with Greg Rubel in Portland as the Cougars get ready to face the 0-9 Portland Pilots. That's their conference record. With all of the ups and downs, Terry, of the conference season, BYU still finds itself second in the WCC. What are your thoughts on how this conference season has materialized so far and where the Cougars sit right now? I think they're in a great spot. The Zags are tremendous. They've obviously separated themselves from uh, the rest of the league like they tend to do every year. And BYU's in a great spot. They've won some great road games. They've uh, held home court um, respective uh, respectively like they should. Obviously, the Zags game was tough, but they're good, and they're in a great spot. They've got some games here where, you know, Portland, and then they've got Pacific coming up, and then haven't seen San Diego yet this year, um, and we'll see them twice in the next month, but they're in a great spot, and this is a tough league, and for them to be in this spot, it's I think it's great. 
Portland's at the bottom of the league, as I just mentioned. BYU's already beaten them and has a history of beating this team. What do you expect in matchup number two of the season against Portland tonight? I think it's important to get off to a great start. Uh, in Provo, Portland hung around. Uh, Ryland hit a big three at the end of the half. They kind of propelled them into a, a great second half. But uh, if you let teams that are on losing streaks hang around, yep. um, then they believe they can win. But Portland knows what to do when they're down in league. They know that they're supposed to lose. And BYU needs to get out to a good start and make sure that that's what they feel. There's going to be a lot more people in the stands than Portland's used to. <laughs> and uh, they're going to feel different. And they just need to make sure that BYU gets off to a good start. Shaver, Walker, McSwiggin, they're fun to watch. But it seems like if you can handle them, Portland doesn't really have much else that can hurt you. I mean, am I oversimplifying it? Is it, is it as simple as just defending the guards, or is that just too, too easy? I think it's defending the guards, absolutely. But I think it's getting shots offensively. Uh, turnovers lead to easy baskets, and that's always a worry against any team. And so if you can control those guards, you're in a good spot. Uh, but getting shots is another big key to this game. All right, speaking of keys, Ken Garf Honda, Nissan, and Volkswagen and Orm proudly present our keys to the game. Terry, what are your keys to tonight's game? We've ca- we've talked about all three of them, but getting off to a great start is really key, uh, obviously, with this starting lineup. Uh, getting shots, not turning the ball over, and giving up easy baskets on the other end, and then uh, controlling those guards, like you mentioned. My man, Terry, great stuff. Appreciate it, as always. And we'll hear you on the broadcast with Greg coming up in a few minutes. Thanks. Thanks, Shep. You bet. Terry Nash, if on the broadcast tonight with Greg Rubel, Mark Durant will be back. Uh, when BYU comes back home, they'll be at the Marriott Center on Saturday. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college basketball. Plus, it was an early basketball game for BYU women's hoops. It was the Kids' Day game. The game started at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. We'll let you know how they did, plus BYU softball playing a doubleheader. We'll get to all that coming up on the other side. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Discount Tire. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the Portland Pilots. We'll send you up to the Childs Center coming up in about six or seven minutes. Greg Rubel, Terry Nashif, taking you the rest of the way. You will hear from the head coach of the Cougars, Dave Rose. And we uh, had some news earlier. Greg tweeting out after speaking with Coach Rose, Nick Emery will be put into the starting five. So Nick Emery and Gavin Baxter in the starting five along with TJ Haas, McKay Cannon, and Yoli Childs. All right, let's get to some scores. We're going to start with other BYU programs that were in action today. BYU women's basketball trying to snap a two-game losing streak they were at the Marriott Center this morning hosting St. Mary's. It was the annual Kids Day. 5,000 uh, elementary school kids were there. The atmosphere for that is always fantastic. Unfortunately, the end result not great for BYU. They end up losing by three, 78-75. That's now three losses in a row for the BYU Cougars. BYU softball playing a doubleheader in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Game one went to number nine South Carolina as they beat BYU by a final score of four to three. Game two, much better for the Cougars. They take down number 18 Baylor by a score of 4-3. to three. Arissa Polson with the win. Uh, Carissa Viramontes getting the save for the BYU Cougars. Other local action. It has actually just gone final. Two teams in the state of Utah facing each other tonight. Weber State in Cedar City taking on Southern Utah. The T-Birds getting the win at home over the Wildcats.
Bearcats. This one just now final, 65-53. to WCC action, number four, Gonzaga taking on San Francisco. This game being played in Spokane. It is 60-46 in favor of the Zags. They're in the second half, under 14 minutes to go in that one. First half action, 10 minutes in Malibu. Uh, Portland, or excuse me, Pepperdine is trailing at home to Santa Clara. The Broncos with a three-point lead at 17-14. to And San Diego, as we were talking with Terry, it's the one team BYU hasn't faced so far this year. The Toreros leading in Los Angeles over LMU, 16-10. to uh, Besides our game in Portland, Pacific will be at St. Mary's. That game's set to tip off, same time as ours, at 9 Mountain Time. Top 25 action, second half. Number 20, Iowa, leading at Indiana, 57-48. to Two finals from earlier today. Number 12, Houston, gets the win at Central Florida, 77-68. to The Houston Cougars now 22-1. and Overall, BYU obviously saw them uh, at the Marriott Center in November. And number 25, Cincinnati, getting the win on the road at Memphis by a score of 69-64. to NBA action. Today was the NBA trade deadline. Lots of action over the last 24 hours for all of our local BYU fans. The Utah Jazz did not make a move, did not bring in Mike Conley. So this team is intact for at least the rest of the season. But uh, the Jazz, one of the few teams who did not make a deal. Uh, Some smaller deals. Uh, The Lakers, one of those teams that made some smaller deals. They're in action. Big game going on right now in Boston. The Celtics hosting the L.A. Lakers. 1-10 to go in the fourth quarter. And it's a tight one. This one's been back and forth, really, in that second half. Boston with a three-point lead at 124-121. to LeBron right now with 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 12 assists. Oklahoma City at home tonight defeated the Memphis Grizzlies 117-95. to The Indiana Pacers defeated the L.A. Clippers 116-92. to The Orlando Magic defeated the Minnesota Timberwolves. This game was played in Orlando 122-112. to And the Magic, one of those teams that made a trade earlier today, they were able to make a deal with the Philadelphia 76ers to acquire the former number 1 overall pick Markel Fultz, who obviously had a very strange tenure with the Philadelphia 76ers. He's on his way to Orlando looking for a fresh start. The Toronto Raptors playing in Atlanta today get the win over the Hawks 119 to 101 and then later on tonight Portland Trailblazers hosting the San Antonio Spurs. That is going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire, America's Neighborhood Tire Store. Coming up next, we're going to get you up to the Pacific Northwest and the Child Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Childs Center in Portland, Oregon, as tonight the BYU Cougars open their first road home weekend in conference play. The two-game set starting in the Great Northwest at Portland and finishing back home against Pacific as the Cougs seek to solidify their second-place standing in the WCC standings. I'm Greg Grubel, joined for one final time this regular season 
by former BYU point guard and longtime assistant coach Terry Nashif. And uh, Terry, I'm sure that every coach would love to get to this point in the season and find something or someone new that leads you to believe that your team's best basketball is now still ahead of you. And thanks to the emergence of Gavin Baxter and the resurgence of Nick Emery, the Cougars have a different look and feel as they now open a crucial weekend of conference play. You're exactly right, and it happened quick, Greg, to have Gavin come on like this and Nick to to come back like this and see the Nick of old and the Gavin of new, and it's it's <laughs> exciting, and there's a confidence that you can feel in this program and with this team as they even walk into the arena tonight. All right, BYU has played in this arena pretty well. Uh, 14 wins in 16 meetings as conference foes. BYU in Portland. Uh, the two losses did come here at the Child Center, but since the Cougars last set back in this building, BYU has won back-to-back games on this floor, and the Cougar Nation always seems to show out here at the Child Center. Coming up next, we'll hear what uh, BYU head coach Dave Rose has to say ahead of tonight's contest as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Portland, Oregon on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Coming your way live from Portland, Oregon, 14-10 BYU, 6-3 in the WCC, visiting 7-17 Portland. The Pilots still looking for their first win in conference play, 0-9 in the WCC, and have lost 10 straight games overall. In my pregame interview with BYU head coach Dave Rose, presented by Zions Bank, for a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The coach talks about the, the talent level here at Portland that uh, maybe belies what has been a real struggle for Terry Porter's team. Yeah, they've had they've had some tough luck, but it also tells you the just the quality of our league. I mean, it's uh, it's hard to get any win anywhere, anytime, and so. Um, you know, you, you, their last time out, played a game at Santa Clara, easily could have gone either way with a, a bounce or a possession here or there. They lost in overtime. Um, and these three guards are, um, I mean, they're, they're, they're just really lethal guys. I mean, if they, you know, you got one that's had 37 career high, another one had a 30-point career high, another one's had a 23, 24-point career high. And so you're talking about guys that, um, you you have to dictate to them what they're going to do because if you let them do what they want, they're obviously proving that you know they can pretty high quality guys. The most important thing is, you know, maybe one guy goes off, but you can't let the second or third guy. I mean, you, you've got to got to really uh, you know have a, a plan to keep them down, and then you guys have to be really diligent with that plan. What did you like most about the win you got against them at your place? Well, there, there were two things. Um, you know, one, we got off to a great start. And I thought defensively, 10, 12, 13 possessions in a row, we were just really locked in and made them do something different than what they wanted to do. Um, uh, and then that the, the way we started the second half offensively, I thought was tremendous. I thought that we just got ourselves in a position to where we weren't settling for what we could get we were we really determined and focused on running our stuff and getting the shot we wanted and, uh, and then we were you know really good at executing it and um, those both of those two situations led to a really you know good offensive streaks for us as far as being able to get separation and uh, hopefully we can have one of those here tonight your starting lineups taking on a bit of, of a different look the last couple of games now yeah, we're going to keep Gav off, uh, in the starting lineup. He had a, a tremendous response to his first start uh, the other night. And, uh, 
and I'm going to make a move on the guard line, put Nick in there. It, 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 it's kind of a, a, a move for matching with these guards as far as, you know, JoJo got Tej in foul trouble early in our game over there, and so I want to get Nick on him. Uh, so we'll put Nick in the starting lineup. I'll have, you know, McKay, their, their best player, Shaver, who's a guy that McKay's proven that over time is just unbelievable how – uh, how focused he is on making it hard on that guy. The other night against Bateman, I mean, Bateman, James Bateman, one of the yeah. best scorers in our league, didn't even score at our place. So, uh, And then we'll put uh, TJ on McSwiggin, which is a little bit of a mismatch inside, but on the perimeter I think TJ can handle him pretty good. So uh, Nick has started many games in his career, but first one for this season. Uh, beyond matchups, why is it a good time for Nick? Well, I, I think that uh, confidence is such a kind of a, a – um, it, it, it's just a fragile thing. I mean, it comes and goes, and right now I think that his confidence is really good. He played great the other night, gave us the energy that we really needed, and showed some real leadership uh, you know, qualities on a, with a group that was just had a real stagnant first half. And, and those are the things I kind of I want to uh, – you know, just kind of see how it, it translates in the next game. And, uh, you know, Connor's playing well, and he continues to play well. Hopefully he'll have that good energy and spark coming off the bench and help us that way. But um, I, I kind of want to see, you know, just, just how that momentum can carry through in a week where we're playing two teams that have really good guards where defensively we're going to have to need, we need a lot of energy, a lot of focus. You can't go into a weekend in the league and not call it a big weekend, right? <laughs> well, now, now especially, you know, the Zags obviously are in a class of their own. It's going to take a, you know, a special game uh, for someone to beat them, and, and special with the opponent, and it's maybe special a little bit on the Zags' part too. But uh, you know, that second spot is up for grabs, right. and there's five, six, seven teams that maybe could still have a chance to, to grab that, and so. Uh, that's uh, you know that that's what makes these things so important. The way the tournament's set up, it's changed things, and so um, you know that second spot is, is something that I think everybody you, you don't want to settle for, but you want to get it, and uh, that's something that we're all fighting for. That's where you are now. Well, coach, uh, good luck against the Pilots tonight, and we'll talk to you post game. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that is BYU head coach Dave Rose. And tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. This has been the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Cougar tip-off show next from the Child Center in Portland on the new skin BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Tonight in Portland, the BYU Cougars seek to cement their status as a top-tier team in the West Coast Conference as they visit the WCC Cellar Dwellers. Greg Grubel and sitting in for Mark Durant, Terry Nashif with you for courtside commentary. Our statistician, BYU Basketball Media Relations Director, Kyle Chilton. Our studio host, Jason Shepard. Our control board operator is Cole Wissinger. Our coordinating producer is Terry South. And our broadcast intern tonight is Lindsay Peterson. You are tuned in on the new skin, BYU 
Sports Network. Well, uh, Terry, in every conference, there's the notion of taking care of business, quote-unquote. Uh, winning the games you're supposed to win, they say. Beating the teams in the bottom tier and only taking losses to the top teams and ideally only on the road. In the WCC, beating Gonzaga anywhere is highly improbable, and the Cougs have already taken a home loss against the Zags. BYU's two other losses are at St. Mary's and at San Francisco, the other teams in the WCC's top tier of four. So through nine games, schedule damage has been actually very minimal. Now comes one of those taking care of business weekends, two games that BYU really has to get to stay on the upper shelf in league. And as you know, every game is difficult, especially in this league, but BYU's done a great job of getting those games early on the road and then getting St. Mary's at home and, and getting revenge in that. But they've done a great job with this schedule so far, and hopefully that continues tonight. Coming up, the Portland perspective with assistant coach Bob Cantu as the Cougar tip-off show continues from the Child Center here in Portland on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Fred Rubel. BYU and Portland tipping it off. Top of the hour, another late-night tip, but the last one that BYU will have in the regular season. And for the Pilots, it's getting late in the season to be looking for a first conference win. But that's where uh, Terry Porter's team is right now, 0-9 in league and on a 10-game losing skid overall. But the Pilots' last game was their best chance for league win number one, an overtime loss at Santa Clara on the weekend a short time ago. I chatted with assistant coach Bob Cantu about the uh, possible springboard of that setback that leads into tonight's home game against the Cougs. Well, I'm hoping it can give us confidence. You know, we, we played good uh, from beginning to end, had a nice run to get it to overtime, and uh, just weren't able to get the stops in the overtime, and we're fouling a little too much and put them at the line. But, you know, we're just we're playing better in stretches. We just have to be able to play, you know, better to win. I look at the roster. I look at the kind of scores you got. I look at your size and athleticism, and I still I still think it's it's not a winless team in league. Does that make sense? Oh, I would agree. You know, we're our record is not uh, what it should be with our talent level. We don't have any leadership, and we're all freshmen and sophomores. And a couple juniors that are on the roster, this is only their first or second year with the program. So, we just have a bunch of guys, and we haven't really become a team yet. And, um, you know, but I think I think in time we could be a team that can get some wins here going into the conference tournament and maybe get an upset or two. But, uh, you know, we're a long ways away from where we want to be. What are you hanging your hat on right now day-to-day with this group? Well, just in the development of the young guys. You know, um, Marcus Shaver has been pretty consistent, shooting it all year, scoring it. You know, he's only a sophomore. You know, JoJo Walker, these guys are playing a lot of minutes for us. We need them to continue to improve, and I think, you know, our biggest thing is getting that consistent third and fourth score right now for us. We haven't been able to do that. It's been a little bit of everybody, so we've gone from small lineups to big lineups and try to find that person, um, and no one really has stepped up in that role yet. I think your interior looks a little different than it did the first time BYU and Portland played with Akuba and Tryon now uh, occupying the, the four and five. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Tryon is healthy. You know, he missed... I think 15 games, um, and it was really rusty when he first came. Plus, he was coming from junior college, and so he's finally starting to, you know, be the player we thought he could be. He can pick and pop at seven foot, so you have to get out there and guard him. Um, and any, any screen and rolls, you got to be aware of the throwback to him. And so, 
you know, we're trying to get him involved early. And, uh, you know, he was uh, one of the reasons that we struggled against you guys in regards to our double teaming because he was a little late in getting to those double teams with Childs. And so an emphasis this week was when we are going to double team, we got to come quicker and, and harder and try to prevent. You know, when a, a person's used to getting double teamed, they're good, a good player like that. You got to be able to come and use your length and be really aggressive. So, hopefully, he can help us on the defensive end. In the game at the Marriott Center, uh, you withstood a pretty good early run from BYU to get right back in that game. Uh, it's, it felt, I felt like a shot right before halftime might have actually made a pretty big difference in how that thing felt going into the locker room. No, absolutely, no, it really did. You know what? We felt we played good in spurts, but just with our whole problem, we just couldn't put it together for 40 minutes. And you know, Childs. Uh, you know, we did a good job on your main guys in the first half, but, you know, you had guys that were averaging three points per game ended up with 15, mm-hmm. you, you know, and, and 10 and 7 and 8. And, you know, you got to not only take care of the key players, but you can't let other guys get going. And, and that was a problem. And so, like, for tonight, if we can try to hold, you know, your top three guys, uh, you know, below their average, you can't allow a different player to come in and make a, a big difference offensively. And then you've got a guy, speaking of different players, Gavin Baxter averaging four, who's coming off a 25-point game. So, <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, you're, you're trying to scout, and you're telling your guys, well, we can't go off of his stats. This is, you know, he's a Division One player, and he's yeah. capable. And um, so, yeah, in Division One, you know, all these kids were good where they came from, and a lot of times it's just an opportunity or them getting – you know, in the flow or the offense. And, you know, we've got guys that aren't playing much that were good in high school as well. So you have to respect everyone, and you got to be able to get down to stance and guard whoever it is. But the ones that have the numbers and have the reputations, you know, are probably going to be the go-to guys uh, in need at the end of a game. So uh, knowing their tendencies is, is going to be really important. All right, Bob, as always, thanks for the time. We'll see you in Vegas. Sounds good. Thank you. All right, that is Portland assistant coach Bob Cantu. Time now for tonight's edition of You Be the Judge, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMindUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question, and it comes courtesy of head coach Dave Rose via sports information director Kyle Chilton. Nick Emery went 5-for-5 from the three-point line in a weekend win versus LMU. How many other BYU players have ever made at least five threes in a game without missing a three? The answer next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Portland on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. BYU and Portland coming up. Top of the hour. Time now for the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question. It's brought to you by Legally Mine. And here is today's BYU basketball trivia question. It comes courtesy of head coach Dave Rose, who got the note from Kyle Chilton. And we give it now to you. Nick Emery went 5-for-5 from the three-point line in a weekend win versus LMU. How many other BYU players have ever made at least five threes in a game without missing a three? What do you think, Terry? Well, that's really hard to do. I believe the answer is two, um, but that's hard to do. Make five and not miss one. The answer is actually four. Two at five and two at six. Oh, wow. So, I mean, this is in addition to Nick, who's now number five. So, in addition to Nick Emery, uh, Jonathan Tabernari had a five for five against CSU back in 2009. Danny Bauer back in the day. 
five for five against Wyoming back in 1998, the first season for Dave Rose on the BYU staff. Brock Zilstra had a six for six against USF. I remember that one at the uh, Marriott Center. Absolutely. And then Nate Call, Nate Call, way back in the day against Utah, was a six for six in 1991. That is You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mind. Closing segment of the Cougar Tip-Off show is coming up next, live from Portland, Oregon, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. All right, to get you set for BYU and Portland here at the Trial Center. Quick thought from Terry Nashif on uh, Gavin Baxter after such a tremendous first start. What's reasonable to expect in start number two now that teams really have to well, prepare a little more intently for him? What do you think? Coach Cantu mentioned in his interview that they're going to come quick and early on Yo. That's going to free up Gavin uh, either on the initial pass or on the reversal, and I think he'll have a great start. So it's the second start for Gavin Baxter in his BYU career. It's the first start of the season uh, for Nick Emery as we pause for our national anthem here at the Child Center. Our national anthem. Portland play-by-play coming up next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show live from the Child Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.